Hey, good afternoon, everyone. How are you, Columbus, Ohio? I want to thank you so much for being here today. Uh, this time, we've been, you've been sitting, you've been listening, you've just had lunch, and, so, and then you sat down. So I just want to invite you to stand up right now, okay? Stand up with me. For this, for this first song, we're actually going to do some, uh, I call them Christian calisthenics, right? All throughout the song. So if you want to, like, wave, wash the windows, you know? I think, uh, what, was, what were you saying earlier, uh, Brian? Hold the TV. Hold the heavy TV. <laughs> Whatever it takes for you to get going. All right, we'll start with our first song. This is one that uh, uh, all of you ought to know if you listen to Christian radio. Um, the, the lyrics are very complicated, so um, I need you to listen closely. I know this is hard. You ready? You were good. Good. Oh. Can you do that for me? Let me see. You are good. Good. And who are we talking about? You are good. We're talking about our Lord. Good. Oh, that's perfect. I think they're ready. You think they're ready? Oh, you ladies are so ready. Here we go. Lyrics will be up there. And I'll try to face this camera so I can sing to the ladies in the back. Sound good? (laughs) Hey, ladies in the back. Especially all the moms with babies in the back. Oh, he is my song, and let the king 
Sister Tracy, I grew up in Louisiana. Who dat? Okay, that's for the Saints fans. Um, growing up, there was a story that uh, I was often told about a young girl who got attacked by an alligator. Because, you know, in, in Louisiana, we have lots of alligators in the swamp. So anyways, she was hurt really badly by this alligator attack. And uh, one day, she's, she's back at school. It's her first day back. And some of the boys in her class come up to her, and they say, oh, man. We heard that alligator got you really bad. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it did. Uh, and, and so the boys being boys, they're really curious, and they say, well, we heard that you have these really bad scars. Like, like you can, like, see the teeth of the alligator, <laughs> you know. Can, can we look at your scars? And so she's like, okay. And so she pulls up, you know, uh, her, her skirt right below her knee, and there you see just these nasty scars of a leg that's just totally been disfigured. But then to everybody's surprise, she stops and she says to the boys, you know, I have good scars. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, these are my bad scars, but I have good scars. Do you want to see those? And the boys are like, yeah, (laughs) definitely righteous. So then she takes her cardigan and she pulls up the sleeves on each arm of her cardigan. And there, scarred onto both forearms, is the handprint 
of her father's hand who refused to let go of her during the wrestle with the alligator. That's an image of God's love for us. That no matter where we are, if we are in the grips of sin and death itself, God the loving Father will not let go of us, no matter what we do. Amen? Sometimes God's love hurts. Sometimes God's love scars us. And it looks a lot like the scars of the greatest act of love, which is the cross. We heard a great talk earlier today on anxiety. Amen? Yes. And I find that for women that suffer from self-reliance and anxiety and control, that oftentimes we push away those who try to love and serve us. We're like, no, 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 I can take care of it. No, 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 I can do it. As if we have to prove something. And sometimes people loving us, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. Because we have to admit that we need help. We have to admit that we need to be part of a community. Just like in this talk that we just heard, God gives us more than we can handle on purpose. He gives us so much that we can't handle it, so we focus our eyes instead of on ourselves upon the loving Father who wants to embrace us, who's holding on to us. So this next song is, is a prayer about how God's never, never letting go of us. Red 
Uh, and later the nurse called and she said she could get me in on Monday. Okay, so it's a Friday and they could get me in on Monday. And I'm like, okay. Well, anyway, so Friday night I'm, I'm counting kicks, you know, and they just feel a little bit softer and a little bit fainter. And uh, I wake up at like midnight Saturday, uh, Friday night and, and I'm just in a total panic because I hadn't felt the baby kick. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to be cool. Doctor said be cool. So I drink some orange juice. I take a shot of apple juice. I'm walking around the house trying to feel for a kick, and there's no kicking coming. Okay, and 15 minutes pass, but the doctor said, don't go to the hospital unless it's an hour. And so I'm just like, okay, I've got to wait an hour. And um, so I, I go into the shower, because that's what I do when I'm, like, totally hopeless, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll either go to the adoration chapel or I'll take a shower. So I took a shower, and... And it hit me, it dawned on me that I might have lost my baby. Nine months pregnant, he, he might not be here. It was 37 weeks at the time. So fully formed. And I'm just like the despair that filled my heart. I can't, I can't even describe to you just how empty and hollow I felt. And I just started weeping, like uncontrollably weeping. And then calling out to God, like, how could you do this? Like, how could you put me in this place? It's such a surprise. And in that moment, I remember the Lord, like, I could, I could, like, hear him. He just takes hold of my heart. And he says, were you there at the dawn of creation? Were you there when I set the stars and fixed them in the sky? And I set the sun and the moon in their orbit around the earth? I know the time of your conception, and I know the time of your death. I knew the time you would conceive this child, and I alone know the time I will bring him into the kingdom of heaven. And I realized in that moment, this peace floods my heart, and I was like, you know what, God, I trust you, you're right, because you're omniscient. You've seen everything, and so if if this baby is gone, God, you've seen it, and I can trust you that you are going to find a way for my husband and I to get through this, that you're, you're going to be who you are. I don't, all I have to do is kneel down in this shower. Now it's embarrassing to share the story and lift my arms in praise. Praise because you're God the Father. Anyways, later that, as soon as an hour hit, we were, we were at the emergency room. They put me up to an ultrasound or not an ultrasound, a little baby Doppler. And we hear this faint little heartbeat. And they delivered them that day. And so, I know, God is so good. (laughs) But things could have gone very differently. If we'd waited till Monday, the story would not have been so happy. Um, But the lesson in all of it was that in times of uh, struggle, like I just wanted to fight. But the truth is like sometimes the greatest battles we fight, we fight on our knees. And we don't fight them begging God for what we want. We fight them with our hands lifted high, praising a good father, an omniscient father. And so this song is so near to my heart, uh, so powerful. And I want you to sing it with me if you can. If you want to stand and sing it, you can. Uh, But it's called Defender.
God is faithful and he's already fighting that battle for you. He's already declared victory. He's already risen from the dead. I'm just gonna stay still 